0: what's up everyone welcome to this week's episode of the big one podcast that's right it's our fourth season it's our 25th episode and i'm still new guy uh who we got here with me today
1: you got baby g with you here today we've got back to our typical two-man crew it's the summer season Mm-hmm. We're figuring it out, but hey, we got we got two guys on. Baby G and new guy are ready to do this thing.
0: What a treat. Uh we are the Big One podcast. talk about NASCAR. Other motorsports. Um tweet us at podcast big one. Email us at PodcastBigOne one at gmail.com. Um please reach out. We miss you. We want to hear how you're doing. Um, we want you to say nice things to us compliment me compliment baby g while you're at it uh this week's sponsor actually pretty good pretty fun one of my favorite places in london it is that's right the bermondsey beer mile located unsurprisingly in the bermondsey neighborhood underneath an old train track an old the uh, old timey elevated train track they got all these it's like this stone causeway and i got these big Old uh, arches, and in each of the arches, they've got little breweries, little stores like that. I mean, check it out. You got places like Southwark Brewing, The Barrel Project, Hiver, More Beer, cloud water Brewed by Numbers, RIP, Craft Beer Junction, The Colonel. I mean, you've got them all. Go to London, get drunk. Thank you, Bermondsey Beer Mile. For this week's sponsorship,
1: I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm dropping everything, getting on a plane and hitting Beer Monzi, Beer Mile. <laughs> I'm not even going to get a place to stay. I'm just going to sleep on the street because I'm hitting every single one of those 10 plus locations you said.
0: Hell yeah, bro. If you're out
1: there in London and you see me sleeping on the street, just wake me up, get me back Give in there, pint. and get me another brewski because I am ready to slam hell, some beers at Beer
0: Monzi, Beer Mile. Hell yeah. I can't wait. Well, uh, that does it for sponsorship. Let's go ahead and jump into some race recaps. You want to take us through the truck race here?
1: Absolutely. So we've got trucks at Richmond. We had a split schedule this week, so trucks were out at Richmond. Stage 1 winner, Ty Majeski. Your Stage 2 winner, also Ty Majeski, and your race winner was Carson Hosevar. It looked like throughout this entirety of this entire race, it was going to be Ty Majeski. Taking this thing home, but he ended up leading over 160 laps. But at the end, he was trying to play the I'm going to stay out and not come and get tire strategy. Ended up just not working out for him. The green flag run was way, way too long, and he just couldn't hang on with those old, old tires. Ended up getting run down by Hosavar at the end of the stage. So, sort of this one was delayed a little bit by lightning. So, I was a little bit surprised when I popped into this thing. I was like, shouldn't we be green by now? And ended up uh, being able to catch the whole race because of that. And overall, I I was in, having a good time watching this
0: Richmond race here. Hell yeah. I like this quote a lot from Josvar, uh asking what he's going to be doing after the race. He replies, I'm going to watch a lot of people get drunk. That's uh, pretty funny. I also suspect he's going to be getting drunk. He is 20 years old out there for uh, all our fans out there, but... I know what I was doing at 20. That's why and he's... part of it was watching people get drunk.
1: Also getting drunk at the same time, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a blast. I mean, you could tell Josefar, he's a young up-and-comer. He's been performing extremely well in the trucks this year, and he gets that win. He knows he's going out. He's having a good time, but he's got to keep it PG. I'm going to watch other
0: people get drunk tonight. Wink, wink. Very nice. Uh, this I like... Was, y- you know, I'm... I'm excited to see where Josevar goes because I think he's funny and he's definitely like a bit too full of himself right now. You know, he's got that 20 year old cocky energy, but I'm uh, I'm excited to see where he's at in like a decade because he'll be funny still. But also um, hopefully less of a little shit. The truck is,
1: series is so entertaining right now. There's a lot of drivers yeah. that have really good personalities. In my opinion, just this is this me, I enjoy watching the truck race right now a little bit more than wow. Xfinity just because it seems like the talent is so, so young. You've got a lot of like 18 to 21-year-olds that you can tell these guys, if they get an opportunity in Xfinity someday in Cup, I think we're going to be seeing some of these names that we're seeing in trucks right now winning these races and – in, in this playoff conversation for trucks in a couple of years, you're going to see these guys as kind of the next up and comers, kind of like you would see with like Tyler Reddick, for example, right? He just rocketed his way through the lower series and immediately went up to cup and started performing. Well, the talent in trucks is just unbelievable right now. You've Xfinity. It's kind of like every week there's maybe eight cars, eight teams that have a chance to win And in, in trucks. It's like, man, you got so many trucks out there that have a chance to win. I'm a big fan of this series where it's at right now, just talent-wise. It seems like there's been a lot of really young talent entering this truck series in recent years.
0: Yeah, it uh, it has been seeming to be pretty good. I uh, apologize for the quick pause there. I was writing down a rapid-fire question.
1: As is tradition, we we got to get these things in mid, mid-podcasts or it's just not, tradition. not good enough.
0: Think up one of them before here's my strategy peek behind the curtain for everyone think up one sometimes before we record write down another while we record usually leaving a little bit of an awkward pause uh and also not finishing writing down the entire question so look forward to that everyone let's talk about xfinity though we were at road america i'm uh i had a good weekend This weekend, I went and saw Oppenheimer. Lots of talking. I played some games, went to the farmer's market, saw the White Sox, went to a brewery. I mean, good weekend. But man, I kind of wish that I had gone to Road America. It's one of my favorite tracks. And camping out there, great friggin' time. It looked like the race was pretty good as well. Um, Lots of people going off, Uh, lots of excitement. Still doing the full lap under yellow, though, which is some bullshit. They've, they've got the access route. They should just cut the lap in half. Like, we're out here to have fun. Anyway, going through the stages here. Stage one winner, Justin Allgaier w- wins under caution. Stage two, Justin Allgaier again. Uh, And they are doing the thing. They don't restart after stages. That's Is that correct in uh, Xfinity?
1: Correct. They are doing the no stage breaks. You just keep it rolling, but... Stage one, we didn't get it because they were already
0: under caution. Love it. Love it. Uh, and then Sam Mayer ended up winning the race. Isn't that nice? Sam Mayer from Wisconsin,
1: his first career win in Xfinity wow. as well. So this was a big hometown home track win for Sam Mayer. So fun fact, Sam Mayer is from my hometown. So I am a big Sam Mayer fan. Was glad to see him take his first win at a hometown track in road america so you said this race was looked like it was pretty entertaining to be quite honest it was actually a relatively boring race there was a lot of this race ran under caution aj allmendinger i don't know what this guy is doing for some reason he decided to qualify and race in xfinity requiring him to then start from the rear for the cup race when he is in competition for making the cup playoffs I think this guy was trophy hunting thought he was gonna come home yes. with an easy win over these Xfinity guys and he ended up performing okay at the beginning of the race but then started off on the pole but then he just fell off right away and he was never even in contention in this race so whatever his plan was to go get a win whether it be some sponsor wanted him to do this the team wanted him to do this I The announcers were very puzzled talking about this. It just doesn't make sense that you're skipping cup qualifying to run Road America and then starting from the rear in the cup race.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it was like, yeah, I have no idea what it could be. That's so bizarre. I will say... Um, Road oh, America ahead, is
1: on my bucket list of races I need to get to. It's right here in my backyard. It's not that far away. I just realized Xfinity was there too late to actually plan a full weekend out of it. So yeah, same. So I would also prefer, I think Cup's going to be coming back here in a couple of years. We may go to another street course or two in the future. But at some point, Road America, man, this is a awesome track, ex- excellent racing. I would love to see Cups go back there. And if they do, I'm going to do the full camping weekend.
0: Hell, yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to see if we can catch IMSA there sometime as well. would be nice.
1: Chandler Smith um, in this one, did you see this hit that he took in this uh, race?
0: I think I saw a highlight of it briefly. It he, was fucking crazy. Yeah,
1: he was going down a straightaway, lost brakes, so he had no brakes, and it looked like he was just going to rocket ship right down that straightaway, straight into the wall. He actually made a really smart move, turned his car left into the grass to slow down a little bit, Then he turned even further into the wall, just got his kind of car sideways into the wall to slow that thing down, ended up careening off the wall, still with quite a bit of speed, goes straight head on into the wall. And if he didn't take that turn left to slow himself down a little bit, I am not sure if he walks away from that crash without getting pulled out of that car because he kind of got out under his own power and then just laid down like and you could put his hands on his helmet and was like, Oh my god, like it looked like a really, really hard hit
0: and there's really oh nothing you can do when you lose your brake rotor like that on that's a straightaway. Crazy. I just watched that. That yeah, for uh for anyone that's not seen it, I would recommend going to look it up. But yeah, just all of a sudden he's coming down this straight and he just pulls over to the left and hits the ball. Like the I cannot imagine the mental state that you're in, like making that choice, like that is uh, wild. Really, really impressive. Uh, really impressive thinking and decision making from him there. Um, yeah, quick reaction, Jeezy Pete's. I would definitely crash, and not like that head on. It would I be- would
1: have been totally lost for what to do, and probably just gone straight into that thing. Yeah, heads yeah. up move there by Chandler Smith.
0: Hey, I mean that's why he drives them cars, and we talk about uh, cars. So you know he couldn't do this job. We're hey, we're we're the real tough ones here. Don't you ever forget it. Um, all right, let's go through some cup race here. Stage one winner, Tyler friggin Reddick. He was looking pretty dang strong this race, uh, especially in this first stage. Reddick was dominating it. Uh, Twenty three eleven. They got the, they got the two three here. Yeah. So Wait, I thought they got the one two.
1: Nope. Tyler Reddick won stage one. So then uh, it was twenty. It was Denny Hamlin. He was a little bit ahead of Bubba Wallace there, and it kind of oh, looked okay. like yeah. because you know Hamlin's already in the playoffs with a win. Bubba needs those stage points for the win. It looked like maybe Hamlin let off a little bit. Um, Bubba did have a fantastic car throughout most of this race, so maybe he did just drive it past him competitively, but. My theory is Denny Hamlin, being an owner of that team, probably just let off the gas a little bit and like, hey, Bubba, get up ahead of me here, get those additional stage points in case we don't yeah. get to those 16 winners.
0: Yeah. So stage one finishes Reddick, Bubba, and then Hamlin. Uh, Chase Elliott was pretty strong early on there. You know, I mean, they 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 could point their way in, but I think, I mean, especially with the way this race went. Uh, they really do need to be driving pretty dang quick. Uh, they need to win a race to get into the playoffs. Like they, they really, really, really want to win a race right now. And this was a pretty decent chance for them. Um, but stage two, Brad Keselowski ends up winning it. Uh, Kevin Harvick had a pretty bad pit stop, and he shit talked his crew for it. I just don't think, I don't think snarky, sort of like. Yeah, of course, every race we got to have a bad. There's the bad pit stop that we have every race. Like, come on, come on. Better ways to uh, deal with bad pit stops than that, I think. Uh, Busher and Reddick finished second and third. A little teasing of things to come and Reddick continuing to stay strong and make me think that, you know, maybe my smart and heart picks were good. Maybe I'm going to be smart and Baby G and B-Boy will be impressed and respect me. Um, Not going to happen, though. Spoilers. Uh, what's up with uh, Larson and Bowman here? End of this stage, Larson and Bowman were going
1: so hard. They were in that spot where one of them was going to get that free pass, and neither of them wanted to give up that spot. So it was fantastic watching these guys on those last couple of laps, just teammates racing each other extremely hard for that free pass position. Love to see that when the teammates get next to each other and have to drive each other hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, Bubba had a bad stop. He was in the lead. He was driving that car real dang quick, Uh, not only in stage one, but also in stage two. He was in the lead for a decent while there. Ended up losing that lead, though, because of a bad pit stop. Um, You know, I'm going to pull uh i'm gonna be harvick here and shit talk bubba's crew why do they keep giving him bad pit stops draw help him he's trying to he's out there driving the car fast change the wheels fast too that's my advice
1: what happened on this one because i know there were a number of kind of screw-ups in pit lane all throughout this race i remember the one time keselowski came into his box and he was basically sideways like so that it, t- it took a little bit longer yeah. on Kezzo spot. He was within the box. They could still jack it up, but, like, you could tell the tire guys were like, wait, is he in? Is he out? Can I go over there and change it? And they ended up just, all right, get over there, jack it up, get him on. And then his exit was real ugly because he was basically at a 45 degree in that angle. Was the bubble one where it wasn't jacked all the way up so the tire changer could not get the tire out? Or was that a different team? I can't remember. There were so many kind of pit road
0: Errors Brother, on this one. I don't even remember which one. Bubble. I wish was. I could tell you. I wish I could tell you, but uh, they keep screwing it up for him. So that's all I know, and I'm sure he's not happy. Call me crazy. Excellent professional analysis here. I don't know the details, and it, he probably didn't like it. That's what I got. Um. <laughs> So anything else at the second stage you want to talk about?
1: No, that's all All it for me. Let's go to the third stage. Your race winner, Chris Boucher. Well done by RFK Racing. So I I don't even know where to start with this one. 170 plus of the 400 laps were led by RFK. Combination of Chris Boucher, Brad Keselowski. 23.11, Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace. They led 160 of the 400 laps. So this was basically a race dominated by two teams. And honestly, right now, two RFK, they're a long-standing team, but man, this team is dialing it in at the right time because holy smokes, they were putting on a hell of a performance this week.
0: Yeah, uh Busher has definitely sort of been uh, he's been uh, tickling the top 10 you know or maybe the top 20 he's been doing decently all year but uh he said at the end of this race that they had had this one circled they were planning on really bringing their all to this race and i i mean i i think it's really cool that nascar is at a state right now where teams can do that and drivers that you don't expect to be winning races and say, like, yeah, we've been prepping all year to win this thing, and they come out and uh, and execute and win it. Um, Yeah, I mean, this has got to be huge for them, and it continues to shake up what's already turning into a really interesting end of the regular season.
1: Every time that either Keselowski or Boucher is doing well, the other driver seems to be right there with them. So whatever this team is doing with their strategy, like you said, they were going to lock in on this particular race, And it's really interesting when a team, I wonder if they're just cherry picking certain races to go more time on the simulator or more time working on setups, more time looking at back years data. Either either way, RFK week in week out, they've been consistently performing. It's not like they're wrecking out of races. They're not backmarking. They are really coming on strong. And that's fantastic to see when you've got a team where for years and years, it wasn't maybe performing the greatest. And now, they're locked in and they're ready to go at the right time of the season
0: yeah whatever they're doing to pull it together right now it's working i mean yeah ideal timing like well of course you want to win earlier on but sliding it in with four four uh spots left four well 12 winners so far this season how many more races do we have before the playoffs start? Is it's it not just that
1: many. I want to say one,
0: two, three, four, maybe five.
1: Yeah, it's not that many. I know Daytona is the last one before oh, the playoffs. So, so. F-
0: yeah, four spots left, four races left before playoffs start. Wow! So I mean, this is going to be
1: good time. A sprint yeah. to the finish here. One of the call-outs on this cup race, so it looked like Boucher was just going to run away with this thing. And then Noah Gregson gets into Daniel Suarez with about 10 to go, causes a spin. And at that point, I'm going, oh, my God, every car is going to have to come in here and pit. Please just don't let Chris Boucher's team have a bad stop that gets him, you know, on the second or third row. And his team performed. He was in pit road early enough he had time where it wasn't like they needed a lightning quick pit stop they got it done had a fast enough stop put him out front he held off Danny hamlin for the win so well done by boucher's crew to stay locked in with 10 to go i think they went green with four laps to go on this one and and boucher just got out there right away on the first first lap cleared hamlin
0: uh took it home for the win yeah yeah very good driving uh and very cool for Buscher, someone we don't really see. Like, yeah, we don't expect him to win. Always cool to see someone, uh, someone who's a bit of an underdog winning it.
1: I'll be honest with you, I don't really much know much of anything about Chris Buscher. What his history no, is, where either. he came from. Like, this is basically the first year I've been aware of who this guy is on the circuit, just because he's been in that. I wouldn't even call in the bubble position for the playoffs. He's been kind of 10 to 12 to 14. It seems like the last month, two months, three months. He's just been there this entire season where it's like this guy's pointing his way in, and he just locked himself in with a win. So very good, consistent, and almost, I would say, a breakout season for Chris Boucher here.
0: Yeah, our friend B-Boy will be disappointed in us for not knowing more. But I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now. Um, he won Xfinity Series back in 2015. And he had did he did six uh, cup races back then for Front Row Motorsports. Been at RFK for two years. Roush Fenway for two years before that. JG, JTG Daugherty for three years. And Front Row year before that I mean he's been pretty consistently finishing around uh, 20th place 20th to 25th place uh, since he's gotten into the cup series so yeah I mean he's a 20th place driver historically but he has uh, I mean he's he brought it this season he won one last year as well interesting wow
1: last call for me on this cup race was the tire fall off was insane on this thing they were like 10 laps into this race and they were already a second to a second and a half slower on the tires. So this Richmond course track is just eating those tires alive. And I know they did some testing. Uh, We can talk about that in storylines, but man, it was crazy to see that. I want to say the fastest lap of the entire race was lap two by Tyler Reddick. So basically if you were on those fresh tires, they didn't last very long at this track.
0: Um, Wonderful. Anything else you want to cover on this race or should we hop into some storylines?
1: Let's jump right into those storylines. First one this is the biggest one of the week here. So the CW has picked up media rights to NASCAR's Xfinity series. Seven year deal starting in 2025 all the way through 2031. Interestingly enough NASCAR is going to be the one producing the races and they're going to be reimbursed by the CW so NASCAR's built a new production slash media facility in the Charlotte area. So they're nice. This is interesting. It's kind of, there's some speculation if they're going to be, you know, doing some broadcasts from Charlotte. Are they going to be sending the full crew to the tracks? It would be really, really interesting because when you had the That's NBC and the Fox split, they would kind of just be like, okay, we're at the track, might as well cover Truck Xfinity. And cup all at once so it'll be interesting to see what uh nascar does with this the one thing i'm curious about is being reimbursed by the cw for production does that mean like okay if we send people to the track we're going to be billing back cw for travel meals and entertainment i think this is a
0: really cool deal what do you think of it i mean i think this is a brilliant move by nascar um you know we've been talking a little bit over the past year or two about the idea of nascar Um, like having their own streaming service, having more control over uh, the product that is getting put on TV, I can see that being something that they want to do, but I think that it makes sense for them to go ahead and test it out in the lower league first. I mean, like, you know, if they're going to be trying to put together an entire production studio, if they're going to be trying to put together TV-quality broadcasts of racing... They need experience with it and getting experience with Xfinity, especially if the CW is going to be basically paying them to learn how to broadcast. Well, uh, I don't know. I, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's like how, um, they've got these new rules in baseball, the MLB this year, and they tested it out in the lower leagues in previous years to make sure that all these changes would actually improve the product. So I think this is a, this is a really clever move by NASCAR and, uh, I think it's it bodes well for the potential of, like, NASCAR streaming their races online. I want that 4K NASCAR, baby.
1: A lot of people were shitting on NASCAR for going to a channel like CW, but I think this is an absolutely brilliant move. It's a channel that's over the air on the antenna. Every household in America can access this thing for free with an antenna. And the CW is making a big push into live sports right now. One of the things that they had was the LIV golf tour, that Saudi Arabian thing. They've picked up some baseball, some basketball. It's nothing major, but they're dipping their toes into some college basketball leagues broadcasting live sports. So we've been talking all season about TV watching is down. Across the board, the only thing that's holding steady or increasing is live sports. And the CW is kind of pivoting off of their Arrow comic book stuff, reruns of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and they're dipping their toes into some live sports. And for me personally, like starting in 2025, I know where Xfinity is going to be week in and week out, 33 races a year on the same channel. I don't have to find the app, the streaming service, the website. I know where it's going to be, and that's going to be nice as a fan that I can just go to the CW on a Saturday. The race is going to be there.
0: And, I mean, I think that it'll be really good uh, for you specifically because you won't have to change websites to go from your daily watching of uh, Buffy over to your weekly watching. Love uh, it.
1: I'm never going to have to change Wonder a channel how. on that antenna. This is going to be I, perfect.
0: incredible. <laughs> it's so convenient. Um, looks like we're going to be seeing uh, Shane Van Gisbergen coming to Cup, confirming it more and more. We don't know specifically what ride, but... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm curious whether or not he'll sign with the team before Indy Road Course. Because, you know, there's nowhere that he can go other than... Well, I was going to say there's nowhere that he can go other than down from here. But I think that, like, if you're batting a 1,000, like, what if he comes to Indy Road Course and just completely fucks it up? I think it, at Indy... He'll, of course, want to try to win again. He's probably got the skills to be able to do so, but I know that if it were me, I would try to drive a bit safer, not necessarily going for the win, but showing consistency. And if I feel like I can get the win going for it, of course. But I don't know. It's an interesting spot to be in in negotiations, to be right in the situation where all of a sudden you can prove that actually these really good teams should not be giving you a contract.
1: I'm really excited to see SVG and Cup Series, especially on this race here at the Indy Road Course, because at the Chicago Street Course, it was relatively similar to the style of racing that he's doing over in Supercars in Australia, where there's not a whole lot of room to pass. The The course was very tight in most areas, except one or two areas where you could kind of get around and pass easily. At this Indy Road Course, he's going to be put through the ringer with some of these other guys who are not afraid to put. The car into you they're not afraid to put you know the side panel into your side panel and move you out of the way if they need to so this is going to be a little bit of a test for uh svg here in this indie road course but we've seen other drivers in the past kimmy raikkonen last year he came in and he had some comments after the race like holy cow these guys will dr- race you hard on these road courses they're not afraid you know these nascars are strong they're not afraid to put it into you and, and move you out of the way or or battle you really hard but I am excited to see what he can do in this indie road course. And then, like you said, does he have an announcement ahead of that or maybe after the race where he's going? It's going to be like what rides are out there that he could go to. I'm not even sure what's in play
0: right now. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, One thing I'm excited about, Rocket League is getting into NASCAR in real life. They're going to be the primary sponsor of tyler reddick at michigan uh i i know i love rocket league i mean i've not played it for a while but man i have put hundreds of hours into that game and uh it's cool to see it still going strong at least strong enough to uh justify sponsoring a cup car at michigan it's very cool
1: this is one of those where 2311 track house, they're the new generation of teams in NASCAR and they are bringing a little bit more modern of sponsorships to some of these cars. If yeah. you told me 3 years ago that Rocket League was going to actually be on a car at a cup race, I would have probably told you there's no way Rocket League's going to be dead by then or I just don't see the video game NASCAR crossover. I mean, I I dabble in Rocket League. I haven't played it in probably 6 months or so, but there was maybe a year or two ago where NASCAR had some in-game stuff. So, like, my boost in Rocket League is actually, like, the NASCAR Colors. Oh, nice. Which is really freaking cool. Um, so, yeah, cool to see 2311 bringing that uh, Rocket League sponsorship to the number 45.
0: Yeah, very cool. Uh, what we go going on with this uh, new short track and road course splitter?
1: I'm no expert on Splitter's short track package, but Bob Cra- Bob Pokras has been tweeting the past two days that they are trying a bunch of different combinations of spoilers, spoiler heights, spoiler widths, and they are really working on this short track package, also going to be potentially in play at road courses. A lot of the drivers said that the Splitter didn't have as big of an impact as they thought it would just based on some commentary post testing they said the tires were more of an impact than the splitter but i don't really know enough about it i just am glad to see that nascar's continuing to work on this short track package because as we've said it does need work
0: yeah yeah um bob bob podcast should call him bob podcast and have him do podcasts that's my thoughts on storylines let's talk about some other series srx gonna be ber- racing oh wait they did or they are going to be racing they are going Speedway. to berlin this week wow wonderful uh yeah sprechen sie deutsch little joke for everyone uh listening to the podcast out there tell us a little bit about srx here <laughs>
1: SRX, Paul Tracy, the bad boy of SRX, he's actually been suspended from the series for driving too recklessly. This guy has been doing this thing basically his entire time in SRX. He was kind of acting a fool out there at Slinger when you guys were there. He's been putting his car into people. These SRX cars are extremely durable, so his go-to move is basically, I'm just going to drive into you and push you out of the way to make the pass, and SRX... The series has always had enough of it, so he has been suspended.
0: Wow. Well, stop crashing into people, Paul. I think that that is pretty reasonable. Um, Our part-timers this race are going to be Helio Castroneves, Casey Kane, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch. Pretty solid lineup. SRX just continuing to deliver.
1: Big fan Very that they nice are seat. bringing the part-timers in. So it's, I want to say, a rotating cast of 8 to 10 guys every race. You get a little bit different mix. Love it. SRX is fun, man. I just wish the yeah. numbers were better. It's, I think, one of those things where it's on ESPN, but people may not know what it is, so it's not really drawing huge numbers right now.
0: Hopefully it starts to gain yeah. some momentum it's throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, F1, we are off until August 27th. Uh they raced at Spa recently. Max won. Whoa. Is that That's still every F1. single uh, race this season?
1: Huh? Still every What's single race this season?
0: Yeah, Pretty much. Uh, if not, yes. Yeah, they're going to win 25 races this season. Um, <laughs> they're going to set a record that cannot be broken.
1: I wonder what the and betting odds are on some of these races. Like, It's got to be like 10,000 to one or something absurd. Like, Not 10,000 yeah. to one, you know what I mean? Like plus 10,000.
0: Yeah. They should just the two bets should be Max wins or someone else. And by the way, it's gonna be Max. Um Formula E, the season is over. Get wrecked, everyone. Uh sorry if you wanted to watch some more Formula E. You can't. Wait till next year or end of this year. Uh IndyCar, we're gonna be racing at Nashville on Sunday at noon. Wonderful.
1: That's always a fun race because this is the one where they kind of drive through the city. They cross over the bridge. I, I love this Nashville race. It It's it's a fun one, man. This They always put out some good energy for this race. So I'm going to try to catch this IndyCar race this week.
0: Nice. I met a guy on the street while I was waiting for a lift who is hoping to move to Nashville. And I'm hoping he'll go to this race. Um, Let's talk about these upcoming races this coming weekend uh arca is going to be racing on friday 6 p.m eastern at the indy raceway park for the henry ford health 200 let's go frankie i want frankie to win and tony to do well uh or swap those around be cool if tony wins too truck is taking their week off uh we've got xfinity and cup racing at michigan xfinity is going to be saturday on nbc at 3 30 p.m eastern for the cabo wabo 250 that has to be made up that cannot be real cabo wabo 250 30 laps 30 laps 65 laps What's Are you looking up Cabo Wabo?
1: I am. It looks like it's a tequila company. Cabo Wabo Tequila. <sighs> oh, Somehow baby. It makes it better. I don't know how that ties into Michigan at all, but hey, Michigan, man, the next tequila capital of the world. Can you even glow, grow a guave in Michigan or the climate right I for could. that? I could. I could. Probably grow in your basement like a couple of other things, but moving on. Nice. <laughs>
0: uh then on sunday we've got cup racing 2 30 a.m eastern just kidding that's 2 30 p.m gotcha for the Firekeepers 400 also at michigan 45 laps 75 laps then that's right if you did the math quickly you know it's going to be 80 laps to finish us off
1: any I like interest- michigan
0: i was born in michigan that track is cool
1: was gonna say any interest in hitting michigan at any time i know it's not too far from your neck of the woods i don't know a whole lot about this track i know i googled where it was and it looks like it's kind of in the middle of nowhere like like some of the nascar tracks are that were built in the kind of the heyday of nascar's uh popularity yeah let's go
0: i'm down uh i'm from michigan Like I said, I was born there, but I also left when I was seven. So I like to say that I'm from there, but I also barely know anything about what it's like there. Um, But, yeah, I'll happily go to Michigan. I want to go to Indy as well. Similar distance. Maybe we can stop by Cedar Point.
1: Love it. Absolutely.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Check out this idea. We go to see the race at Michigan. We go to Cedar Point. We go to the Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio. Then we go to any Motor Speedway, do a foot race around the brickyard. And then whoever wins that, whoever loses has to walk home uh, to r- Chicago or Milwaukee, respective cities. We'll I talk d- about I
1: it. don't know what your uh, mile times are looking like, but I run a decent amount, so I will take that
0: bet. Mm, that's a good point. Okay. All right, we'll talk about it off-air. We'll uh, we'll get into some more detail about it, this off-air. Uh, anything you want to call out here for this Cup race?
1: Previous winners, 2020 and 2019, both Kevin Harvick. 2019, another one, Joey Logano. And then 2018, Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer. So it seems like Kevin Harvick, uh, 2018, 19 and 2020 win. So... Kevin Harvick, he's loving Michigan.
0: Harvick man, fast guy for sure. That's right. We took a few year break from Michigan. Glad to be going back. Very good to see. Should we uh jump into some smart and heart picks here?
1: We are going to have to carry this segment. This is usually B Boy's bread and butter, but he was kind enough to fill in the picks for us and the results from last week. What
0: do we got? well uh i'm not psyched about them but here they are b-boy picking number five kyle larson winning that or sorry uh finished in 19th place followed by freaking chris busher man how does he pick chris busher here how does he do it?
1: I actually had Buescher on my short list. I was going to go with him, and I ended up having to go with the teammate, Keselowski. He, <laughs> he slid in there in front of me.
0: You two sons of guns. Uh, anyway, Busher won for an average of seven points for B-Boy. I picked the, that's right, big surprise, 19 and 45 for an average of 11.5 points, and then Baby G picking the number four and the number six for an average of eight points that's a lot of numbers for you but here's some more B baby G's in the lead 12.52 points then B boy about one full point behind him at 13.59 and then it's everyone's favorite new guy in last place 15.16 points it's hard out here man.
1: It is, especially when you're picking from a foreign country. I had that experience when I was in Spain. You kind of get the text of, we need some picks. You're in a different, way different yeah. time zone. You're probably eight drinks deep, and it's like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw two numbers out there, and then you yeah. see the results, and it's like, wow, I had a 30 and a <laughs> 35. Solid week. It's hard. B-Boy's been locked um, in, man. I'm looking at his last four weeks. His averages are 17, 6, 3, and 7. He is charging right dudes. now,
0: and I'm not a fan. Dude's got it dialed in. Um, I'm going to try to dial it in and make my pick. And my pick is going to be the number four of Kevin, winning man at Michigan, Harvick.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I am going to jump in here with the five, Kyle Larson.
0: Wonderful. Um, uh, Let's see, let's see. Who do I pick next? Who do I pick next? I think I'm going to I'm gonna stay consistent and pick Tyler Eddick.
1: <laughs> Still outside of that top ten, hey. Yep, right there in twelfth. Love it. I am gonna yeah. go uh one guy above you on the standings, Brad Keselowski in the six. Wonderful. These are interesting picks because I want to spend a little bit of time on this. The strategy right now is interesting for these smart heart picks because you can go with a guy like Chase Elliott who is going to be going balls to the walls trying to get that win or you can be conservative and just got someone who's in and is looking for those bubble points or stage points or playoff points whatever you want to call them so I'm a little bit torn right now if I want to be aggressive with my picks or if I just go on to kind of take someone who's probably in and maybe just be conservative and run in that 10 to 15 range.
0: My advice is to kick, keep picking the same guy over and over, hoping he'll do well, even though he kind of disappoints you most weekends when you pick him. So uh, you can keep doing your strategy if you want. We got um, some live
1: picks coming in here. Are you seeing this? So B-Boy, smart pick number eight. Whoa. Kyle Bush. And his heart pick, he's really going with his heart here, the 23 Bubba Wallace. So B-Boy wasn't able to make the pod this week, but he is stocking the notes. Love it. We're able to get those picks
0: live. Wow. Dude is on it. I'm impressed. The ghost in the machine. Uh, Wonderful. Let's get into some rapid fire.
1: All oh, right, I got a silly one for us here to kick it off. One of the Enough things of I notice they talk about on the broadcast just about every week is the drivers are looking for forward drive, and in my head I'm going, obviously we're driving the cars forward. Do they ever want backwards drive?
0: Whoa, damn, dude. Um, I think that when, uh. When Kyle Busch got spun around at that one track, he was looking for some backwards drive right there. Yeah, no doubt. Kyle Busch, was that the track we were at? Was that Charlotte?
1: Yes, it was. It was turn three. He got – or turn, turn three and four. Yeah, it was turn between three and four, and he ended yeah. up spinning backwards. And the whole crowd was yeah. like, why is he still in that backward drive? I think he kind of lost his mind there for a second. His excuse was, oh, I had to go backwards so I could do, like, the Y turn or whatever. But – yeah, awesome. I don't think you ever want backwards do more, drive. Give
0: them more backwards drive, and uh, yeah, and then I think we'll be good. I what, don't know. What do you think? While we're Any on other this, scenarios, what
1: what is forward drive? Like, you just want the car to accelerate faster. Like, I I understand what like rolling through the center is now. Like forward drive does that just mean like you want like a little more pickup, a little more giddy up in the car? What is do you know? It? What it
0: feels like to me, it's like if you ever played football, would coaches say that they want. You to be running downhill.
1: Yes. What does that mean? Just run faster. You're going yeah, downhill. You're going faster.
0: Run downhill. Ah. So of you run fast, hit people hard. On it, coach. <laughs> anyway, yeah. same thing. Make car drive fast. I'd like it if the commentators spoke more dumb, and would just say things like, "Yeah, a guy wants car to drive fast. Come on. See, so want more Clint Boyer." Ford Drive. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, give me Clint Boyer at DW to do the entire broadcast. That's the dream. Um I've got a quick question for you here. I'll save my uh goofy one for next. If you were in charge of Hendrick, would you make any changes after this season? Considering where Elliot and Oh wow um the forty eight R.
1: I don't know. It seems like right now Hendrick has two cars that are locked in that are performing to the Hendrick standard and two cars that really just week in and week out are, to be quite honest, they're like back markers. Like Chase Elliott has almost been a joke this entire season. He yeah. he's hasn't been in contention for a race that I can even remember. And on the 48 of Bowman, like what is going on with this guy this year? It just seems like. He's not even in the picture. Looking at standings 21st right now, way below the cut line. I can't figure out what's going on at the Hendrick camp. When we were there and we were able to get that Hendrick tour, they said that a number of years back, they kind of broke down the walls because it was like two cars were in one garage, two cars were in the other garage, and it was like an inter-Hendrick rivalry between the two separate garages in the Hendrick camp. They ended up mixing it up so they don't keep just two cars in the one garage, two cars in the other anymore. They kind of, you know, depending on the week, the one guy is over here, the one guy is over here. And it seems seems to me like some of the crew chiefs are locked in. Two of them are and two of them aren't. I know, is it Gustafson or something? That's Elliot's crew chief. Yeah he just doesn't have it this year. And then you look on the flip side for Larson every week, they're making adjustments and getting that car up in the top five, top 10, no problem. It's like the one race, they brought the five down and worked on his car in pit lane. And next thing you knew, bam, he had a rocket ship and he was all the way up driving through the field. So it just seems like something's got to change top down in that organization
0: right now. Yeah. I'm curious what is going on with Elliot right now, because he, I'm just looking at his, uh, his race results this season. I mean, I think I forgot how dominant he was at this point last season. Races uh, 17 through 21 last season, he finished first, second, first, second, first.
1: Holy cow.
0: For the same races this season, he finished fourth, third, 13th, 12th, 10th. Okay, um, so
1: he's not doing as bad as I thought he was. He's got some top 5s in there. So he's
0: he's definitely not performing yeah. poorly, but ever since his 6 race hiatus, he's basically 10 12 10 sorry, 10 12 11 7 3 34 5 4 3 13 12 10 13. So basically, uh sometimes top 5 usually uh, like low tens
1: here's a great idea when you're a professional athlete don't go snowboarding in the middle of your season let's let's try that out next year
0: this is the change if i were in charge of hendrick i would i would take away the keys to my (laughs) private uh lodge in in uh, colorado right crater lake colorado and give chase keys to my private beach villa But then he's just gonna uh, go go wakeboarding or parachuting or
1: parasailing or something. Yeah, you gotta just lock this guy in the simulator during the next season. You're not going anywhere. Honestly,
0: I wouldn't tell him. I wouldn't tell him you can't go snowboarding. But I would say, don't make me tell you you can't go snowboarding. (laughs) Like, yeah, don't uh, do don't do anything to make to make you lose the these privileges. Like. There are a lot of people that depend on this dude to drive fast and uh I'm sure that Hendrick will basically always have money and Chase is going to be at that team the amount of money he's bringing in through merch and sponsors oh, unreal and yeah like he's got his Chase own has trailer a spot here but it's like Chase stop fucking around and keep this spot keep this being on top of NASCAR that you've got so much like a couple slow seasons for Chase and things are going to be rough so uh, yeah it's gonna be interesting to see whether or not this is just continued after effects of the broken leg uh if he can pull his shit together this season or if we're just gonna have to wait till next season it's yeah, gonna be interesting to see
1: absolutely great question what do you think of if there's one thing you could change both the on track experience at a nascar race when you, so if you're at the track watching live what's one thing that you would like to do differently or have nascar do differently
0: I think um, at uh, at road courses more screens because it's hard to keep track of what's going on. I think as well closed caption teleprompters, closed caption screens with the commentary going on, or or even just like screens around the track that show the current like timings of the different drivers. I think just more information and yeah, we can see it on our phones, but I don't want to be looking down at my phone. I want to be looking at the race. Like I know NASCAR has enough money to buy some screens. Give me screens, more information. I agree. I'm
1: I'm the same way. So when you're at the track, a lot of the times they have the big scoring pole where it's like, great, I can, you know, I can read that, but I can also put my eyes on the cars on the track and kind of know what the running order is. It's really hard when you're there in person especially if cars start going laps down to really know where the battles are happening right you kind of always know where the leader is you know where the guy in second is if there's a good battle one through five you're kind of locked in on that but one of the things about the TV broadcast is like okay there's a good battle here for I don't know 10th to 12 three guys are are trading places they're they're going hard and also hard to know a lot of times like what the lap times are right like you said, if I'm at the track, I don't want to be on my phone, period, unless like there's some kind of crazy crash that I missed and I want to grab on a Twitter video quick and see what happened. Just more information in general about what the pace is, you know, is... I think the biggest things is, is a lot of times you can kind of see the pit stops, and then you end up seeing, okay, who rolled off, who is kind of plus a couple, minus a couple. We don't really know the times or... Yeah. Okay, if some guy was really bad, what happened? Were they making a long adjustment or was it a mistake by the team? So more information, more screens. The closed captioning is one I didn't even think of because if you've got a screen and they're just showing the TV broadcast, that's basically useless because it's behind what you're seeing on the track live anyway. Um, so, yeah, just more information
0: in general for me. Yeah, I think as well it could be cool to you know show information like, how many laps since the leader is pit pitted or even more specifically like how many laps since the leader is pitted or uh how many how many laps have they been on these tires how many laps since they've gotten fuel um just more information to make it easier to follow like the nuanced details of the race
1: here's a follow-up on that one is this maybe our own doing? Because oftentimes when I'm at a race, I'm just living in the moment. I'm I'm drinking some some tall boys, I'm eating some food. I'm maybe not as locked in on some of those small details just because I'm in the moment, listening to the cars go fast. I know I'm, and I wanna I'm on MRN I wanna on my be, headset.
0: I want to be able to be in the moment and drunk, but also know what's going on.
1: <laughs> agree, agree. I think I can multitask <laughs> on those pretty easily.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Here comes my question. Um, I'm gonna give you a scenario and I want you to describe to me the series of events that you think happens after that. So, uh tomorrow Rick Hendrick calls you, says, Baby G, I know that this is unorthodox. We need you to race in Michigan this weekend. What do you foresee being the series of events for you in that scenario?
1: Okay, first first series of events is I probably pass out and wonder if is this a dream or not. Uh-huh. Second is, okay, Rick, I need a list of things I need to do to actually get in this race. Do I need a license? How am I getting there? What's my number? When is practice qualifying? How many stars are the hotel that I'm staying at? Uh, do I have a jumpsuit like? bro, you got to have these logistics logistics locked and loaded. And, and number, number three, when is that private jet coming and how fast can you get me there? Because I am not even putting an out of office on my outlook. I'm just literally walking away and I'm going to run this race on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Um, I think what would happen for me is it would get blocked. His first call would be blocked on my phone because my phone blocks numbers that I'm not, don't know. Google screen. Next call also getting blocked. So calls are going to get screened. That's tomorrow's Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Uh, Thursday comes around. Maybe Wednesday evening comes around. They've got someone in Chicago knocking on my door. I ignore it because I'm not expecting anyone to show up, so I'm not going down. Those attempts fail. Thursday rolls around. They eventually are able to get in touch with my mom. She calls me. I ignore it. Uh, it's thursday i i don't mom I'm, I'm busy eventually i call her back learn about it uh and then i log into i racing try out michigan realize it's hard then eventually uh i don't know go to mcdonald's get a burger and uh call it a day i think that's most like what would be most likely to happen maybe on Friday, I call him back and say, Yeah, all right, send the jet. And then I don't put in a qualifying time. I win the race. Be perfect. That's my theory.
1: You don't even run qualifying or practice. You just strap in, <laughs> win the race. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh-huh. I strap in the in car camera. You can see that I've got a box of uh, buffalo wings in there. But I keep on, it keeps on, my racing gloves are getting all greasy and gross. And also, I didn't realize that you can't stick it through the mouth of the helmet. So the helmet's getting a bunch of buffalo sauce on there. The
1: only scenario where I see this happening is an asteroid hits the track on the final lap of the race. You're so far in the back that you're the only car that doesn't get hit. And you drive, and you're the only car that actually finishes the race, and you win. It's an unprecedented event in world history. 32 NASCAR drivers do not finish the race, and new guy, first time in a cup
0: car, wins and makes the playoffs. I'm the new Shane Van Gisbergen. I start talking about how I'm going to get a NASCAR cup deal. (laughs) I'm pretty psyched. I'm looking forward to it. Who's going to be the sponsor?
1: HendrickCars.com or you're bringing your Bermondsey own? Z Beer
0: Mile. Oh, baby. <laughs> got it dialed in, baby. Got that
1: rap ready to go. Love it. Love oh, it. Oh, yeah.
0: Love it. All right. Well, that is all we've got for Rapid Fire. And now, time for a little segment called New Guy Reads the Standings. In first place, we have Martin, the Cowboy Man Truex Jr., with 744 points in second place denby hamblobin Hamblim with 705 points third place William byron 701 points followed by christopher bell kyle bush kevin harblick ross chastain kyle larson ryan blaney in ninth place joey logano rounding out the top 10 609 points that's almost a very nice score 135 points behind the leader, followed by Brad Keselowski, Tyler Eddick, Chris Busher, handsome Ricky Stenhouse, handsome, oh-so-handsome man, Jr. Then the final two in the top 16, Bubba Wallace and Michael McDowell. We got Ty Gibbs. Uh, he is 28 points out of the top 16 aj allmendinger four points behind that daniel suarez 12 points behind that chase elliott six points behind that i could see chase and bowman pointing in if they drive their friggin pushes off but that also assumes that i mean we've only got four slots open we've got four races left let's fill it up y'all come on Four more winners. Four
1: new winners, and none of these bubble guys get in unless they win. So it's going to be some intense racing over the next four weeks here. I really, really hope that we get, like, one or two new winners these next two weeks. All. And then some of those guys on the bubble are really going to be getting uh, getting aggressive at those last two races, especially if – we're on bubble watch at Daytona. Holy cow, man. I'll take the over on the number of cautions for that thing cuz these guys are going to yeah. be going absolutely wild and if It's going to be There's some spots open.
0: Nuts. Can't wait. Cool. Well, I believe that that has been just about it. Anything else you want to say, baby G?
1: I am excited to see you racing at Michigan this weekend. So if you've got any extra room on that jet, let me know. I'll hit that Amtrak down to Chicago. We'll be flying over to Michigan real quick uh, flight, but I figure I can drink a whole bottle of champagne on
0: that flight. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, you got it. Well, uh, that has been it for us. Thank you all for tuning in. You can, as always, reach us at Podcast Big One. You can email us podcast big one at jamail.com I've been new guy this has been baby G bye miss you B-boy bye 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 come back B-boy